Hi everyone, this is Tulio with Rant and Grow. Welcome to another episode. I have a guest today, his name is Daniel. I'm looking forward to uh, chatting with him, seeing what's going on with him. And before we do that, I'd like him to introduce himself. Yeah, my name's Daniel, a native of Los Angeles. I'm 59 years old and I graduated with a degree in engineering from Cal State LA in 1987. Been in the business world ever since and I went straight into sales and marketing because I found out I was a better people person than an engineer. Fantastic. Thank you for the introduction and again, welcome to the show. So let's get started, Daniel. Um, Before we do that, I want to do a quick little check-in and we could both do this quick Mm check-in and just for the audience, what a check-in is, is we basically do a check-in from a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the worst situation possible, 10 being your best. And it's just your state of mind right now. So mm-hmm. from a scale of 1 to 10, let's do a quick check-in. And then what's top of mind bother you the most right now? Yeah. Okay. Well, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm probably a 7. And... Uh, what has what's on my mind at the moment is actually why we're talking, which is my career and what I'm going to do with my future and where I've come so far in my business and the challenges I'm having as a midlife uh, career person. Fantastic. Okay, my turn. I'm going to check in at a nine and I would normally check in at a 10, but I'm on a nine because I, I got a stress fracture on my left foot and I traveled to Chicago this week with that. It's the first time I ever had to travel with a brace. It was not <clears throat> that fun. So um, that's why I'm a nine. And that's the top thing that's bothering me right now. It's my foot. Okay. So um, let's push this out a little bit, Daniel, um, about what's going on with your career. Tell me a little bit more. Tell the guests, the audience a little more. So I worked for many large corporations as a sales engineer and a regional manager. And then in 2001, uh, through word of mouth, I heard about these two Danish engineers who had created some software to help analyze the fuel efficiency of cargo ships. It's quite a niche or... Uh, yeah, uh, narrow area of focus. However, at the time, I had been selling things to the U.S. Navy and had an interest in the ocean and in ships and uh, wanted to get out of the corporate world. I um, had worked for companies that had anywhere from 100 to 1,000 people, and uh, there was just something nudging me that was in my early 40s to... Uh, go out and do something new. And I talked to these two men in Denmark that I had met and did a lot of market research on the side and found that what they had was indeed unique and would be of interest to shipping companies. And so in 2001, uh, we created a three-way equal partnership, corporation as equal partners. And I started rolling up my sleeves and doing what I did best at the time, which was like a big game hunter, someone going out, finding the big companies, meeting with their engineers, getting them interested, and then signing contracts to uh, do the fuel performance analysis on their fleets of ships. Okay, so let me stop you here. Yeah. Was that something, so you went into sales again, right? Yeah. Uh, and I've discovered a lot of people 
going to certain career choices out of need, yeah. not necessarily that's what they want to do. Was this what you wanted to do out of this change, or did you just default that way because you kind of had that experience? Mm, that's a good question. No, at that time in my life, I was still loved being the uh, guy out in the trenches, out in the battlefield, setting meetings, beating the competition. So, okay, so you enjoyed it. Great. Yes, definitely. Obviously, with that comes some travel, yeah. some road warrior time. Yes. So where are you now with that? <laughs> Well, yeah. So I initially started setting up meetings all over the world with shipping companies. There's not a lot of shipping companies on the west coast of the U.S. I mean, I was going to Houston, New York, but also London, Copenhagen, Athens, Singapore. And uh, it was a great entrepreneurial story. We started out with uh, our credit cards, the three of us. And we didn't quit our day jobs, but worked kind of like at this part-time and secured lots of contracts. And now where I'm at is at this age, I, I'm, I don't look forward to the travel to Europe anymore or Asia. I'm tired of going to airports and sitting on planes and checking into different hotel rooms. So um, our business is so going... So let's, let's just stop there for a second. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to go too far out of focusing on you thank you so sounds like the perfect instagrammer job right <laughs> traveling all over the world great opportunity yeah. <laughs> turned into an absolute fucking nightmare let's call it what it is is that tell us what you really feel yes. how do you really feel about this right now uh yeah well right now yeah it is a drag and it is uh it's not something I look forward to at all. And that happened about a few years ago. And, you know, and it got really strong with not wanting to travel uh, in the last few years, but still needing to take about six or seven trips a year somewhere in the world. And those are usually one to two week trips. Okay. So what happens every mm -hmm. time a trip's coming up? You got it. Do you have a trip coming up soon? Yeah, I'll have another trip to Geneva and Copenhagen in about four or five weeks. Okay. And so how do you feel about that when, uh, that, when yeah. that comes up? Wow, you're asking me a question I don't really think of much. It's like someone handing me a sandbag with 50 pounds in it, and, and I need to carry that with me through the trip. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's, let's push this out a bit more. Yeah, yeah. How does that feel? Uh, tiring and frustrating and um, wishing I could just um, dump that sandbag into someone else's lap. All right. So let's do that. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to proxy for you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to dump that sandbag on my lap. Hmm. Ready? Yeah. Are you really ready? Yes. Let me have it. Okay. Here's the sandbag. You no, go no, no, no. I don't feel it. No. <laughs> I need you to go there. Okay. Well, how do you really feel? Uh, I feel this... This tiredness, and I feel this... Like, I've been trapped carrying this same sandbag for a few years, and um, want to pass it off to someone who is a warrior like I was, who knows how to handle it, 
and okay, be successful. So, so Not we, just get rid of my problems, but somebody who's excited to take the baton and keep going. Okay, so let me, maybe let's try to say that a little differently. Mm-hmm. Are you done? Are you done with this thing? Well, do, yes. Let me rephrase that. Do you want to be done? Yes. Okay. Yes. How absolutely. badly do you want to be done? Uh, let's see here. There's still a little bit of, of, of excitement in landing new customers. However, I'm like, I'm 80% done. Okay. So you, I sense a conflict. There's a yes. part of me that still loves yes. this, this, the hunt. Yeah. And there's the part of you that's like, shit, another trip overseas. For two weeks. Yes. I got to leave my dog. I got to work all that shit out. Tell me more. Yeah. Like, I want to hear what you're really experiencing on the inside. Yeah. What I'm experiencing is this feel of, uh, I'm almost 60. I shouldn't be doing this anymore. I'm getting older. The air travel is not fun. The different hotel rooms every few nights is 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 wearing me out and uh, many times in the middle of a trip I wake up one morning in the hotel room and I'm just I can like barely get out of bed I feel you thank you yeah and I put so much heart into this and it's been you know a run of success we have eight employees and you know, it's like, but we're kind of struggling now because competition's getting worse and I have to be just as fierce as I was 10 years ago. And, and that's, you know, it's hard to be fierce when, when it's not exciting, when it's not fully exciting anymore. So let, let's, let's dig into that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. What I've heard is I'm really tired of this travel, the demands of this job, but I do love what I'm doing. I just... I'm just too tired. I don't know if I can keep up. I don't know if I have the energy. Correct. I think someone else, maybe younger, can do this better than I can. Mm. But I don't want to let it go so easily. Yeah. So it's a conflict. A little bit. I mean, I I don't mind letting it go. Um, You know, my partner and I are, uh, we have some potential buyers for the company. And so letting the company go is, is okay, but it has to be in good hands because it's kind of like my baby. It's his and I, it's our baby. So, you know. I can understand how that would be a conflict. Okay. Yeah. So I'd like to understand a little bit better and I'd like to help you understand a little better what you're really feeling. Mm-hmm. If I'm, mm-hmm. if I had to give up my baby, yeah. that would be devastating. To yeah, me. yeah. I mean, it, I could be on my deathbed. And I'm still gonna hold on to take care of my baby. Yes. Well, so, okay. So, what is it that you're really feeling? Yeah, I'm really feeling that I'm at a point in my life where it's like I want to transition into a different career completely. I want to help people more one on one. And the, the idea of just business-to-business contracts, go and meet with buyers and engineers and sign a contract, it's lost its, um, it's lost its fun. And I'm going through like a life transformation where I want to help people more on a one-to-one basis, but I don't know what that looks like yet. Okay. So it's, so, two, yeah, it's twofold. I'm getting older in the travel. However, also I'm in one of these, you know, 
career, midlife, uh, what do you call it, crisis opportunities, as they say in uh, China, the, the, the symbol for op- crisis is the same symbol as opportunity. So I'm, I'm in an opportunity phase and it's a little bit scary that I don't know, you know, I don't have it completely form- formalized yet. So Do you believe that you have what it takes to make the transition? Uh, okay, that's really good question. You know, when I find something to put my heart into, yes. Because I'm someone that's very passionate about what I do and I've been that way my whole life. And if I can't put my heart into something, I won't be successful at it. So how do you go about deciding what's worth putting your heart into? And this, what does it have to create for you? What, what, what feeling does it have to generate within you to get excited? That it's something that is beneficial to society at large or beneficial to someone at a per, on a personal basis. And what we've done, what I've done so far in this business is definitely beneficial to society because we're giving fuel performance recommendations that are helping reduce pollution, the emission of ships. So um, it, it's had some benefit to reducing the, the uh, carbon footprint of ships. And I've spoken at conferences around the world on ways that the shipping industry can reduce their fuel consumption. Okay, I'm going to focus you again. Yes. Uh, it's done well for the environment. Great. Yeah. But let's get back to you. Yeah. What's going to excite you now? Uh, well, I don't I mean, know there's a lot of people out there who would love to just be involved in something that's good for the environment, right? True. But that's True. not enough for you. So True. what is it that you need to feel the sense of passion that you need to feel? Um, something that's benefiting others and does not require... <laughs> <laughs> Air travel. <laughs> okay. So is, this is an interesting thing, right? Yeah. I, I talk about this in my new book. I've blogged about this. Mm-hmm. This concept of self-sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people think I have to serve others and it's okay for me to sacrifice myself along the way. It's not okay to sacrifice yourself on the way. So what I'm hearing is I'd like to do something that benefits the environment or people that doesn't require me sacrificing myself along the way. Is, is, did I hear that right? Uh, yeah, I think you hit on something important because the, the world travel the last few years has become a sacrifice, right? It's, it's taking me out of my own integrity as far as how I know I want to live my, my, uh, the rest of my career. Okay, and so let me stop you here because we're going somewhere important. Yeah. Why... Would you have allowed that to your, for yourself? What would have allowed you yes. to become yeah. a martyr? Yeah, yeah. What's the underlying fundamental thing that you think... Well, the, I... The monkey s- chatted in your brain saying, It's okay to do this, Daniel. Uh, yeah, I, I've done a lot of, um, soul searching. Part of it is what I've seen my, what my parent, what I saw my parents do when they were, uh, when I was young and my mother working nights and my father working a union job six days a week, 10 or 12 hours a day. And, you know, in my family legacy is, uh, is not just hard work, but 
a, a, a going to a place where you start resenting what you're doing with your own life. And that's what I've gotten myself into that, that trap of, you know, like I have to please my partner, I have to please my employees and not being very, um, what do you call it? Um, firm in my own integrity or my own person. Yeah. My own personal space. There's yeah. a lot of people that, that through the lessons of their own parents, yeah. who many held on to the self-sacrifice model, yes. right? Uh, I was like, well, that's what my parents did. So, yeah. and I love my parents and I had a lot of respect for them. Therefore, this is how it is. Yeah. This is how life is, right? Yeah. But clearly, it doesn't work. At least it doesn't work for you. So, why would you sacrifice your self-integrity? I want to get to the root cause of why you, it would be okay for you to do that to yourself. Hmm. There's one more I want to throw in the mix. One more aspect. Uh, my parents had a lot of money struggles. And part of the reason I've held on to this uh, being a partner and trying to continue to make things happen is it's like I want it's like in a way I wanted to um, show my father that I could do it through money right he uh, there was a lot of um, uh, satisfactions like or a lot of self-esteem around how much money we made and he didn't mm. feel good about himself as a union worker here in LA and uh, so part of me has been like chasing the money in addition to the self-sacrifice which has been too much right so you asked me why i would do that <laughs> uh you know i think it's i think it's just been programmed in me and i never questioned it up until All right, let me let me stop you again because yeah. this is really important we gotta dig in a little deeper here yeah you're how old again 59. 59. When you were a kid, mm-hmm. did you have to ask permission to leave the table after dinner? Yeah, I think so. A lot of us yeah. in that age group yeah. grew up that way, right? Yeah. But now you're 59. Yeah. And somehow you're still, well, you're still asking permission to leave the table. Why do you do that? Ah. <laughs> uh. I'll, I'll, yeah, all I can say at this moment is just some type of, uh, uh, you know, slight neurotic, uh, slight neurosis that I would be enduring so much when I have options, right? I've also had some problem with um, self-confidence to go out and do something new or different. Right. Yes. We have a yeah. third guest with us today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so... This is really important to, uh, for you to come to grip with the root cause mm-hmm. of what, why you would hesitate to make a change or hesitate to make a decision. And also, even the way you perceive yourself right yeah. now. Because one of the things I heard is, I don't have had the energy. Maybe someone younger should do this. And mm-hmm. I know plenty mm-hmm. of other uh, men and women well into their 60s who are going full steam ahead, right? True, so, true. So what is different about them that's different about you? Nothing. But I yeah. want to ask you one question. Yeah. If you went to sleep tonight, mm-hmm. 
and you woke up the next morning mm-hmm. with the qualities you needed mm-hmm. to move forward mm-hmm. powerfully, what would those qualities or traits be? Uh, <clears throat> those qualities would be um, having a, uh, just more enthusiasm and love of life and know that I can make a big difference whatever I do if I bring that passion that I have, that heart with me. And um, also total and utter confidence in my financial security and um, kind of like that uh, bringing, um, bringing back that that masculine edge where I knew everything was going to work out and nothing is a problem. And, um, you know, I've had that in bits and pieces earlier in my life where, you know, setting meetings in other parts of the world and they don't know who I am. And I've said, I'm going to go there and we're going to do business with them. And, um, so I, I, and I need to link that to, um, to, you know, um, bringing this business to completion and finding, attracting the next thing for me. So I heard you say something really important. <clears throat> I want to highlight it for you. You said, when I went out and after a deal, I went and got, I had confidence. I went out and made it happen. I did what I had to do. Mm-hmm. So you have the ability to tap into mm-hmm. that energy. Yes. Which means you have it. True. True. So how come you don't believe that you have it? Um, I think I've, I've just gotten, I've just gotten lost in, uh, in worries and, and, uh, you know, working alone sometimes puts me in a bad space mentally. Let me rephrase the question. Yeah. Do you believe in yourself? Mm. Yes. However, prior to this, that was a lot of hesitation. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to give you because uh, ref- I'm reflecting okay. back what you no, said. I, right? I you know, I wish I had more confidence. I yeah. had more energy. Like, and yeah. and I kept hearing that. I'm like, does he believe in himself yeah. to have it? So I want you to be honest with yourself. No, okay, I have I have lost it. Did you yeah. ever have it? Oh yes, absolutely. So yes. when you had it, yeah. How did you operate through life when you had it? How did you, were you decisive? What were some of the traits? Yeah, I was decisive and was constantly attracting the right people or the right opportunities. And um, uh, I was engaging with people where even if they weren't someone I might be who was a direct client, maybe they gave me referrals or gave me ideas I hadn't thought of. And so uh, when I'm you know, when I've been in that place, it's it's been fantastic. And I jump out of bed in the morning and know that I have A, B, C, D, E, F, G to do for the day. And um, was someone who, uh, you know, my minor set, they weren't setbacks, really. They were just like part of navigating the path, right? The The obstacles were part of the path. But but now in my situation, the obstacles are more difficult for me to, to navigate through. So that's what I'd like you to understand for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. There was a moment where no difficulty, I just got it done, I had confidence, I believed in myself. And somehow, 
something changed. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What changed? Was there a heartbreak or a situation, something that triggered a change? Can you go back and maybe figure out what might have changed? Yeah, one of the things that immediately comes to mind was that we hired someone to run the business for us, and he was based in Denmark, where all of our employees are, and he was not the right person. And me and my two partners, it took us a while to realize that, and we had lost a lot of business before we realized that he was not the right managing director and that really just it was like the uh it was like the punch to the solar plexus and i never really recovered from that so let's talk about that a little bit yeah did you feel like oh my gosh i screwed up in hiring this person did you take response did you take were you like hard on yourself in that decision uh why did it become such a personal thing yeah, well, I it was the, the the a lot of the business we lost was were clients that I had spent years cultivating, and then he's now running the business, and those clients are leaving us, and I'm upset that I my my two partners hired him in Denmark, and I I was upset at them for not realizing he wasn't the right person because his background was software, not shipping. And I was upset at myself for not putting my foot down immediately when I, when, when I started seeing what was happening with the company. I just sat back and prayed things would work out. Okay, so let's, 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 let's really hone in on here because I think this is an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Just to reflect back some of the things you've said. Grew up thinking, well, <clears throat> I have to make sacrifices I, I'm, I'm going to be good if I, I'm successful financially. That's how I'm going to validate myself as a success, that I'm worthy and I have good self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I worked really hard to build this business, create value. Mm-hmm. Someone else came in and destroyed it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I didn't put my foot down. Yeah. Would someone who believes in themselves do that? Not put their foot down? No. <clears throat> no, no, I don't think so. I okay. think, yeah. So this is what we want to get to is the root cause because mm-hmm. uh, you can't control your partners. You can control what that other person does. You can only control what you do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you can't change that. True. Right? But we can learn from that. Yes. Right? Yeah. Do you believe that just because we screw up, does that make us screwed up? No. Okay. No, not at all. Right. So we screw up, we move forward. Yeah. Right. But you haven't fully recovered from that. Uh, Somehow. Yeah. It created, I mean, it, it was, a, you said it was a change for you. I mean, that created true. probably more doubt about yourself or anger. Yeah. So, Daniel, can you forgive yourself for just having made us, for screwing up? You didn't put your foot down. Can you forgive yourself for that? Yes, and uh, I need to forgive myself also for years of kind of like wallowing in that. You know what I mean? Like, what was the payoff for you in wallowing in that? Why did you wallow? (laughs) (laughs) What was the payoff? Um, you know, getting to be right that my partner's right. <laughs> fucked up. You got, up. Right. You got the point fingers and saying, yeah. it's your fucking fault. Yeah. 
And I don't have to take any accountability for the fact that I didn't put my foot down. Yeah. Yeah. I can see yeah. how that can create a lot of pain. Yeah. I mean, we all do that shit. Yes. Yes. But here we are now. Yeah. 59. Still traveling the globe. You want to make a change. What opportunities coming up for you right now? Because we always get second chances to put our foot down, right? Yeah. Well, so there's... how do you operate now, mm-hmm. knowing full well, being self-aware of, holy shit, I didn't believe in myself enough to put my foot down, mm-hmm. and I sacrificed my integrity, and I suffered for it. Yeah. Then what I did is I blamed everyone and wallowed in it for forever because it was harder to take accountability for the fact that I should have just spoke up and done something about it in that moment. Yeah. So I, I followed in the roots of my parents who self-sacrificed themselves and acted like martyrs. Yeah. But it's not serving you, right? Because you're True. stuck now. True. So what do we need True. to do to make a change? What do you need to do to change right, that right now moving <clears throat> forward? Um, yeah, to put that anger at my partners and um, wallowing completely, completely throw that away. And bring back that warrior part of me that knows that what well, we can uh, we can bring in a lot more business in the next for the last half of the year, and uh, that I can you know retune and and uh, reawaken that part of me that was really like totally driven and uh, and making the vision happen. If you had <clears throat> to put that into a, an action plan, a measurable action plan, mm-hmm. what are some maybe two, three things that you could do in the next two weeks that will put you in the trajectory to living what you've just said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's Saying it is one thing. Going into true. action is living it, right? True. That's not too difficult because I have, I know who are the best potential clients in different parts of the world. And I can do a better job of uh, screening them through phone calls prior to making a trip out to see them. So that when I make my next trip, I'm not really wondering if they're going to like what we do or not. Although they'll already be indicating an interest and that can remind me about the value that we're bringing to these shipping companies. It sounds like it also will increase your own value because now when you show up, you're showing up powerfully, prepared. Yes. And you might actually enjoy it again. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel, it's been a, a lot of fun having you as a guest. We're up on time. Yes. I'm going to stay in touch with you, see how you progress along with this. Great. And uh, again, thank you for joining me today. And yep. we'll talk again soon. Thank you. It's been wonderful. Thanks.